0: Hello, beautiful. Welcome to episode eighty-nine of the Get Confident podcast. Today we have an incredible guest, Danielle. Oh my goodness, I hate to play favorites, but this conversation is definitely in my top five of twenty twenty-three episodes. No, I take that back. Of all time episodes of the Get Confident podcast, we're talking a lot about permission, permission to live life freely, being the best that you can be, leaving a life of seeking validation and moving into a space of your own self-approval. We discuss so many tips and tools where you can do this for yourself. You can jump on your own journey to discovery and learning to approve yourself, which I know is something that we have been talking of a bit lately on the Get Confident podcast. So I thought that this episode was perfect to be sharing with you now. We did actually record this a few months ago and I absolutely believe in the timing of everything and think that the timing for this episode to go live right now is absolutely perfect. So let's get into it. I'm Janelle Hosking and you beautiful are here to get confident. No more self-doubt, no more overthinking, no more what ifs. I'm helping you grow your confidence so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Today on the show, we have cognitive behavioral therapist, wow, I need to get better at big words, and life coach to woman, Danielle Van. Danielle is all about helping you to get your life together, which I love, and I'm so on the same bandwagon
1: as that. Hello, Danielle, and thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. You know, anytime that we can talk about anything that supports women, I'm all for it. So I'm excited. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Let's get straight into it. I always start with doing a this or that with my guests. So I give you two options. You just have to choose the option that is most like you. Uh, And I've got a wee list of them. So we'll just make our way through. First off, do you prefer vacation or staycation? Mm, Vacation. Mm. Where would be your place to go? Are you like a person who goes to somewhere new once and has to keep exploring or do you go back to the same place?
1: Always new. Mm. Where's somewhere you've been recently? Um, We've done a lot of uh, U.S. travel recently. And so mostly exploring the big state of Texas has been our most recent thing. But if you ask me, like, what's my most favorite place that I've gone to? I would say Peru. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Spiritual, beautiful yeah. journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that sounds incredible. Uh do you prefer to be a passenger or the driver?
1: Oh, 100 percent the driver.
0: Interesting. <laughs> what makes you prefer being the driver? Um control. <laughs> okay.
1: okay. <laughs> oh,
0: that's so awesome. Uh dog or cat? Dog. Do you have the dog
1: currently? We have two little babies, yes.
0: Oh, wonderful, wonderful! What types of dogs are they?
1: Um, they are a mix of Jack Russell Terrier and a form of a Golden Retriever, that's a little bit more specialized. I they love are, it. yeah, they're wonderful.
0: Oh, that's so precious. Sneakers or sandals? Mm, sneakers. <laughs> Me too. And right now, mm-hmm. Ugg boots. Amen. <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> um, if you're watching a movie snack-wise, candy, lollies, or popcorn? Popcorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever put treats or sweets into the popcorn?
1: I have. I am, um, I live a very, very clean lifestyle. Mm-hmm. been plant-based for a very long time, so I don't mm-hmm. do a lot of processed stuff, but that's just me personally. <laughs>
0: yeah, of course. No, I, I so understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. When you and I first spoke a few weeks ago, I honestly was just even more fascinated by you Mm -hmm. and by your story that led you here Mm -hmm. so I think you know it's only fair that we bring the lovely lady who's listening in on that journey why don't you share with us some of the experience that happened in your life Mm -hmm. that then led you to becoming a
1: therapist and doing the work that you do now Okay, sure. I think that is fair, right? Because we always want to mm-hmm. know, like, how did we get there? And and yeah. why is that person relevant to my life? And mm-hmm. why? Why do I care? Why should I listen to that person? So, For sure, yeah, so I spent a lot of time as a writer and a news anchor here in the United States. And I was always fascinated with the human experience. That's what led me into that. And but I still wasn't, you know, wasn't feeling like I was meeting my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, I had taken a break from news and I was actually writing at the time. I had a beautiful experience with a, a friend of mine in the United States. There's a a large network called The Learning Channel, and he was mm-hmm. a part of a massive show that actually changed the renovation kind of shows that we see now. I don't know if you have also, them there. Yeah yeah, we do. yeah. yeah. So he was a massive role player in all of that. And he and mm-hmm. I wrote a book together and it edged on mindset and growth and all of these things. And at the same time, I had three very activating, what I would call the universe trying to get a hold of my attention And I was not responding. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, my father-in-law passed away. He did have cancer, but we were not expecting him to pass like that. Mm -hmm. It was very, it was the day before my son's birthday. Mm. It it was just, it was a lot. And then seven days later, my mom died.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. And so we, everybody's trying to like, just, you know, keep their footing. Right. Mm, And yeah, At that time, we were at my parents' house and my daughter, my middle daughter, who's now 16, she was Mm -hmm. nine at the time, came to me and was saying, my stomach hurt. And I was like, of course, your stomach hurts. Everybody's stomach hurts right now. And I kind of dismissed it. It's actually one of my life regrets is that I dismissed that moment for her. And 45 days later, I was literally driving 100 miles an hour down the freeway because she was in grave condition. Mm. and she was in kidney failure. We didn't know that she was in kidney failure, and we didn't leave the hospital for about three weeks while they tried to drain her kidney. She ended up losing that kidney a couple months Mm. later, Mm -hmm. um, which was actually a very beautiful experience for her. It was a chance to be whole, but I am sort of the holder of the family, And I was doing all the things, right? I was taking care of my dad. I was taking care of my mother-in-law. I was making sure everybody else was emotionally okay, except for myself. Yeah. And my husband and I went to go see our daughter. She was in ICU and she looked beautiful. She looked perfect. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what a weird dichotomy. (laughs) This child has just lost a major organ, right? And and she looks perfect. And within a few hours, I was violently ill and oh God. couldn't figure out why I was so sick by 24 hours after her surgery. I was in the hospital myself mm-hmm. and I was in emotional pain, basically everything that had happened kind of crashed down on me at that point and i had a wonderful nurse at the time she wasn't so wonderful she came (laughs) in and she she said you know what's going on and i told her and she said that's emotional pain she called you up yeah and she said Mm -hmm. it'll kill you and i used a few choice words and sent her on her way because i wasn't Mm -hmm. ready to hear that and a few weeks into this i thought this is unsustainable i can't live like this i was in and out of the hospital for six weeks with Mm -hmm. a migraine that just would not stop. And
0: yeah,
1: at one point, I remember thinking, uh, this will kill me, I have to do something. And so I began searching. And honestly, at the time, you know, I was a writer, I lived in a small town. At that point, people knew who I was. I was mortified thinking that someone would see me walking into a therapist office. So I went on a mission to try to heal myself. And that's Mm -hmm. Where we got to, where I am now. So I have wow. all of that experience. So I went back to school, right, and and learned all of these things. And and so that's my specialty is how is your trauma showing up, and why are you using it against yourself?
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. So you help people to identify where that emotional pain is, mm-hmm. is yeah, um, keeping them stuck or holding them back, and. Wow. And obviously that's your own personal experience. I just, the world is incredible. Like Mm. life in the universe leaves us breadcrumbs about what we're supposed to do. And it's, you know, it's up to us to actually see those Mm -hmm. and to run with them because you could have clawed your way at getting better somehow, maybe through medicine or whatever. And then you could have gone back to this life that yes was successful but wasn't very Mm -hmm. fulfilling and you could be back in news or back you know doing some Mm -hmm. more co-authoring but you wouldn't be able to support transform and heal the amount of lives that you have yeah by seeing those breadcrumbs and just realizing okay this is where i'm being guided to next
1: yeah i've always listened to my internal voice intuition, mm-hmm. I believe heavily in that I know every one of us has it. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those breaking points for me. I remember sitting in a bathroom in my home at one point, it was like 2 AM and having a deep conversation, not only with myself, but just saying, you know, whatever's beyond me, I need to, mm-hmm. I need to understand what's happening.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it was in that moment of, you're not living your life the way you're supposed to. And what are you going to do about it? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so it's always a part, it's always a part for me to really say, okay, what can we do next? What is our purpose?
0: Mm, Yeah. Um, Did you have moments where you kind of felt that it was safer to stay where you were instead of Mm. doing the work? No.
1: And I know that makes me different than other. No, that's great. No, Mm -hmm. but I I know that in the women that sit in front of me every single day, hour after Mm -hmm. hour, that safety is so it's so necessary for me because I knew how big my experiences were. And because I was listening to what was happening around me, I knew that if I stayed how I was, that it it would kill me. I knew that I knew innately that I would not be able to live a sustainable life. And I, I've talked about that a lot where, yeah. you know, when we choose to not listen and be moved and guided
0: mm-hmm. that
1: a lot of times we, we fall flat and I knew that that was not safe for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. I absolutely believe that if you don't, follow your gut or your instincts Mm -hmm. in a way it goes away and it and it quietens and Mm -hmm. then you feel abandoned and you don't have this internal support system anymore and it takes a long time Mm -hmm. and a lot of varying activities and things to be able to get it back you know um love those doggos (laughs) no it's fine don't be sorry it's all good um So that is incredible for you that you were just like, I have gone through the most life altering, Mm -hmm. even shattering experiences over the past few months, you know, that happened in such a short amount of time.
1: It was 45 days.
0: Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Mm -hmm. All of those things. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to take my hat off to you right now. The fact that you're even still here. (laughs) You know, that was really That conversation that night was I will either succumb to the amount of pressure and pain I feel right now, Mm. or I'll do something beautiful with it. And Mm. I get up every morning with that reminder in my head that Mm -hmm. I chose to do something beautiful. And even if I'm exhausted, and even if the caseload is tiring that day, or you know, I've got to produce a podcast and yet I still have to be out the door, you know, in five <laughs> minutes, that kind of thing. And I feel stressed that yeah. I chose to live purposefully and intently. Mm. Mm. And if I don't, the alternative is to not meet myself. Yeah. That's not okay.
0: I agree. That's yeah. incredible and very inspiring as well. No doubt somebody listening is very moved by mm. your words right now. What are some of the things that helped you to Mm. get your life together?
1: Meditation was one Mm -hmm. of the biggest ones for me. Meditation was huge. I was not a meditator before Mm -hmm. that. I had a friend who kept saying, Danielle, go to your journal. It's what you do best. Right, and then use breath work. And I was like, Whatever, (laughs) right? You don't, there is no way I'm going to sit on a pillow and say, Oh, or whatever it is, (laughs) breathe. You have lost your damn mind. I am not doing that, right? And she was like, That's not like that. I promise you, just do it. And I I just was like, I'm not doing it, I, I refuse. And mm-hmm. it got to the point where if I didn't do something, I was going to be screaming into a pillow, right? And I remember at one point, I was in the middle of writing a, a nonfiction or a fiction book at the time and mm-hmm. had set this character up and she was doing things. And I realized I was writing myself.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And I was like, Oh, this is not good. This is not positive. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And the next thing I did was open the tab, hit Google and started like just plowing through how to, how to meditate. Mm -hmm. And I remember the next morning I got up at 5.00 AM. I sat down in my office and began to breathe. And I I remember that being such a transformative thing for me. And Mm so now I teach it. I'm 300 hours certified in meditation. Right. And People are, are in that same space where they're like, I don't want to sit and meditate. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. You do have time
0: mm-hmm. and it will help. Mm-hmm. What are some of those steps for a person who's mm-hmm. also like you were resisting yeah. the idea of meditation, but something mm-hmm. tangible that they can take away with them and be
1: like, okay, thanks, Danielle.
0: Yeah. I'm this a
1: shot. <laughs> First one is to <laughs> accept. And that mm-hmm. is, do you like where you are? Do you like where you are right now? Mm -hmm. If you feel like you are having to seek solution and resolution, you don't like where you are. And so acceptance. I am not happy fully where I am. And I know that there's something else for me. Mm -hmm. And then the next step is to get that journal. Write down what you're feeling. Put the thoughts on paper. That's the biggest thing that people always say to me. It's like, oh, I can't meditate because I can't turn my brain off. And my response is always good, me either.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. I'm
1: not asking you to turn your brain off. In fact, if Mm -hmm. you turn your brain off, you're not actually breathing. So please don't (laughs) do that. Right. Let's do that. Let's actually use our brains. And what you're really saying is my head is so loud that I don't know if I can quiet my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I'm not asking you to quiet your thoughts, I'm asking you to use them when we use meditation and therapy, what we're doing is allowing the breath work to match the nervous system. So can you just find a space? Uh, One of my big things is have a thought that goes in your mind. I'm not good enough, right? Let's, that's the thought. Mm. Can you breathe in and out to that? I'm not good Mm. enough until it feels like a complete betrayal of you. Mm it's gonna feel like a betrayal when you've conned your nervous system down, you know you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. So giving yourself space to work with your thoughts is one of the most beautiful and powerful things that you can do. Yes, we can sit and meditate and calm the brain and close our eyes and breathe, beautiful. That's where I want your meditation practice to go. Is that where you're gonna start? No, that's not mm-hmm. where you're gonna start. No one starts there. Not the mm-hmm. monk that has been you know, practicing for 30 years. He didn't start there. Work with your thoughts. Work with your breath. Don't put a judgment or a label on it. But the first thing is, am I happy where I am? Mm -hmm. Am I willing to use the only natural part of my body that resets everything, which is your breath? Mm
0: -hmm. And how much time do you think in the beginning Mm -hmm. you is like enough to, um, I guess, give it a go, but isn't so much that it's going to scare somebody away for even longer, you know? Yeah. Three
1: minutes. Three minutes is my answer, right? If one minute is too short, your mind has not even gotten past that monkey area Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. oh, I feel weird. This is not okay. I don't feel Mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. Two minutes, we are kind of settling into this space where, okay, I feel really kind of different. This is new to me. I'm not sure if I like this. And three minutes allows us to get a hold of our breath. Mm -hmm. And settle. If you are comfortable, check in at that point and say, you know, am I comfortable? Am I safe? Do I feel okay? I do. Mm -hmm. Give it another two minutes. Mm -hmm. Meditation is a practice, which means it's a build, right? You wouldn't go for a marathon run if you've never walked a mile. Mm -hmm. And so this is how we look at meditation as well. Am I safe? Do I feel okay? I may feel a little silly, but Am I able to calm myself down? Three minutes is a beautiful thing. And it's not too Mm. much to ask. 20 minutes sitting when you've never done it before is ridiculous. You will not, you'll not keep up with it.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So first of all, you've got that acceptance and then that go to your Mm -hmm. journal and write down your thoughts and then three minutes starts from there. Or is that whole, okay, cool. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. That is some beautiful insight into meditation for beginners, and it's going to help you to be at one with yourself more to calm your nervous system. And that is something that's so important, right? Especially if Mm -hmm. you're wanting to make that inner voice, the the intuition, the gut stronger. We have to be able to slow down to be able to feel and to hear the messages that are coming through. And Mm. that's something that I hear people talk about, whether they're going for walks without music Mm -hmm. whether they're in nature and just being present you know staring at a tree or a leaf or even at the sky or if they're sitting down on a meditation pillow and just breathing sometimes that is when these people get their best ideas and the ideas that then end up setting them on this new life path or new direction and that is just so powerful and it is amazing to me That so many of us deny ourselves that you know but it makes me think of something that i experienced in the beginning of 2022 and it was this realization of hey i'm really not happy in my job and Mm -hmm. i just want out so bad but you know what i was so full of fear yeah but it wasn't fear of failure i was full of fear of success
1: Mm. Mm. that hit me (laughs) Is that something that you yourself
0: have or you know Mm -hmm. that your clients have? Mm. Uh,
1: Both, right? Fear is fear. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what the end result is. And that's what's so important to recognize is that you can actually have fear of the good things too. Mm -hmm. And and in that space, it's, you know, what would I do with this? If my life completely shifted Mm -hmm. and I was able to do exactly what I wanted and I got up every morning and I was excited, is that enough? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what fear asks us. Is this enough? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I have that fear often to be honest with you, you know, when a a new thing will come in and I'm like, will I be good enough for that? Right. Is that what happens? Yeah. All of us feel that doesn't matter how much, you know, we've done or experienced or how much training we have. We all have that. What if factor. Yeah. I, I
0: think it's so fascinating that we i think we expect people to be scared of failure Mm -hmm. especially if they're doing something totally outside of the norm or outside of their comfort zone but this instance when i had this realization i was Mm -hmm. in a woman's circle there was eight of us and um i can't actually remember off the top of my head what the theme was but we're obviously all talking and sharing in regards to the theme and Oh, I think it was allowance. Like, what are we allowing? You know? And then when I was talking about my job and stuff and I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm, I'm scared of success. And that's Mm -hmm. why I keep myself here. I keep myself small. Mm -hmm. And what blew my mind is that after my realization, we keep going around in the circle and no joke, more than half of the women were experiencing fear of success as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's so many reasons for that. And it's, it's such an interesting thing, but the thought process and, and for me was my complete opposite of, I was afraid to stay small, even though my mm. life was really big at that mm. point, mm. I was small inside of a very big life. Yeah. And I asked myself at that point, and this was my definition of success was that life wasn't any bigger, but would I be okay being uh, big in a small life. Mm-hmm. That to me was was questionable because I knew it would be starting all the way over again and I knew I would have to, you know pull up my bootstraps and tie things up and, and really move forward. Would I be okay in that? And the answer was yes. Mm-hmm. But for many women, we fear more responsibility because our plates are already over full. Mm-hmm. We fear being seen because we feel like we have to be perfect and flawless Mm -hmm. and none of Mm -hmm. us are Mm
0: -hmm. we
1: you know we fear what other people are going to say you know Mm -hmm. what's mom dad going to say husband Mm -hmm. spouse all Mm -hmm. of the things what will they say and Mm -hmm. when we get out of our own way and we step out of that box it's incredible Mm -hmm. what's the definition of success your definition of success and mine are going to be two different things
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's
1: what's so powerful to know
0: Absolutely. So my question to you is what can you do to overcome that fear of being mm.
1: seen? Yeah, it's, that's a, such a big topic. And <laughs> <laughs> obviously it's a journey and yeah, we're all there. You clearly said
0: you're, you're there. I'm absolutely still there. That mm. the fear of success and the being seen was the biggest mm. one within it. Sure. And for me, it's just been day by day. But if you have any form of insight of maybe some some kind of tip or guidance, that would be incredible to share.
1: Yeah. So it comes down. I, for me, I ask a lot of questions. I, mm. I make the people that work with me answer questions all the time and then begin to ask themselves questions. And I call them discovery questions, mm-hmm. meaning I'm trying to discover the purpose and the intent behind the thought. Process. Mm-hmm. So for me, the question is: Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And and that's always everything when it comes to being seen. Is what I'm going to do worth being seen as within, mm-hmm. for, and about? Those are sort of those pieces mm-hmm. that I always go to, you know, mm-hmm. when, especially when we live bigger lives or we're more public, you know, or people, you know, recognize us in the space of what we do. We have to ask ourselves, is it enough? Is it enough to make me happy? Is it going to serve a purpose? Am I mm-hmm. going to be true to myself? And can I accept whatever comes from it? Mm-hmm. So for me, if you want to be seen, answer those questions and have an understanding of what that means. Mm -hmm. You know, if being seen makes you want to hyperventilate, you're not ready. Yeah. You're not ready for it. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: if it excites you and it also scares the hell out of you, Mm. you're ready to lean in.
0: Yeah. I love acknowledging the fact that our body can't really tell us That Mm. we're excited. And so quite often when we feel this feeling, that's Mm -hmm. like this pent up energy, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I'm so scared. (laughs) I can't do it. And like you, I turn around to my clients. I'm like, but what if that's excitement? Mm -hmm. Like, is
1: that actually fear? Or is that your body trying to tell you, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this? So my measure in that, and I love mm-hmm. that you said that. So my measure for anyone that works with me is to give them a list of the 22 pretty standard emotions and I make mm-hmm. them write out their definition of those emotions. Mm-hmm. And because again, like I said, it just a few minutes ago, your definition and my definition are going to be totally different. Yes. And yes. so we're not going to the dictionary definition or what Google has to say, <laughs> but what does it mean to us? Right. Mm-hmm. Individually. And Mm -hmm. when you have that individual definition is when you can kind of begin to pinpoint, oh, it's not fear that I am feeling. It's Mm -hmm. actually a neutral feeling. I I Mm -hmm. don't know either way because I haven't ever done this before.
0: Mm -hmm. It's
1: not that I am joyful. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm more um, resolute, whatever it is. So going Mm -hmm. into those definitions is massive because Mm -hmm. it tells us what we're really feeling if we don't have a definition, how do we know?
0: Totally. Mm -hmm. Just by chance. Do you have like a download or something with those emotions on it that we can share in the description below? Absolutely.
1: I'll be Amazing. happy to do
0: that. Yes. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. Beautiful. There you have it. You don't have to go to Google. You have got it straight from Danielle herself. Mm-hmm. I love this. That is an awesome uh piece of guidance to share. And that in turn is helping us to get more um, aware and more in tune with ourselves as well. Yeah. So thank you so much for that on helping you to see, I guess, behind the sphere of being seen. Yeah. And I want to go back to another example you shared around the fear of success and fear of what other people say. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: How big (laughs) is that in your work right now of people being fearful of others' opinions? It's everything.
1: Mm. First and foremost, so we spend our entire life asking for permission. Oh, yeah. Right? We ask for permission from the time that we're old enough to, you know, cry Mm -hmm. Permission doesn't have to be verbal. It can be physical. It can be emotional. It can Mm -hmm. be, you know, even spiritual, financial a lot of times too. And I always, I call them the five masters of our lives. Those things that I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, financial. Those are the five Mm -hmm. master areas that Mm -hmm. we live through every single day. Mm-hmm. And so we go about our lives trying to get those definitions of our emotions by asking for permission. Can I have a drink? Right? Can I uh, go to my friend's house? Can I date that person? Can mm-hmm. I marry that person? Can I be in this job, this career? We ask for permission, mm-hmm. and no one ever comes to us and says, "Hey, by the way, now it's time for you to have some your your own permission." We just take the ball and we start running, but. There's a disconnect between us asking for permission and giving ourselves permission.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: that's the space that we all have to work on is what does the permission, where does the permission end from our parents to the permission of ourselves?
0: Mm -hmm. Where
1: do we no longer care what our best friend says or what our cousin or sister or, or whoever might say versus what will truly fulfill our soul? and our purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's everything because we all do it. That's the whole, the community that we grow up in, whether mm-hmm. family or, or religion or mm-hmm. you know society, we are bred to ask for permission and follow the rules.
0: Can you remember a time in your life where you consciously stopped
1: asking for permission, for permission and started taking it? there's been multiple times in my life where I can pinpoint. Mm-hmm. And the first one was when I went to university the first time in my first degree. Mm-hmm. And remember, my dad wanted me to be a teacher. And I was like, No, there's no way I'm going <laughs> to be a teacher right now. I laugh because that is what I do, right? Totally. I, I'm a teacher, And so I just by his standard definition, I was not excited about that. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, really having a lot of struggle around that and ended up making my own choice where I was going to have to pay for school myself because I wasn't going to follow the standard in which he was setting for me. Mm -hmm. It caused a lot of problems, but I remember standing on my own two feet thinking, I will not be told how I'm going to show up in my life. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the very biggest ones for me. And when I went through this big shift in 2016, remember thinking I am... I was in my mid-30s at that point. It was like, I'm afraid to make this shift. What will people who know me say? And I I had this very conscious moment where I sat down to meditate and I said, anything that should not be in my life, including people, should go now while I make this transition. And I kid you not, within about two weeks, the majority of my friendships fell apart.
0: Mm-hmm. there was
1: this opening in my life where it was like, if you're going to do anything to change your life, this is where it will be. And right now relationships that I held very dear fell apart mm-hmm. all in order to make room and space for something new.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is so incredible because I feel like we hold on a lot mm-hmm. and it's, pro- it's that, that safety net or that comfortability um and so when you can just put it out there and acknowledge whatever's right for me, stay and what's not, go, and just allow that to happen and kind of witness it. Obviously it's hard and it will be scary. painful. Yeah. You know, But it's such a beautiful opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we've had episodes before talking about creating community and building Mm -hmm. um, new friendships and stuff as an adult, because obviously that can be challenging. So yeah, that's absolutely a permission slip that I would give to anybody is if there's people in your circle, whether they're friends or even family members, which is obviously challenging again, Mm -hmm. but if they're not serving you and if they're not a right fit for you or for where you want to go, just let it go. Mm -hmm. And try not to hold on. Just allow it to happen. Right? Right.
1: Well, the only relationship that you have for the entire span of your life is the one with yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we put a lot of heaviness into what that needs to look like and honor these Mm -hmm. relationships that no longer serve us. Mm -hmm. And I always encourage people, as hard as it is, if you've outgrown a space, make the exit of the space. It doesn't Mm -hmm. take away the beautifulness that you had together. It doesn't change what you've learned. It -hmm. just means I have moved into a space where I'm honoring what I need and want. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're here. We're here to evolve, to learn, to leave a legacy. And if you're not willing to do that, you're going to fall flat. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay. It's okay to walk away when you need to. Mm
0: -hmm. and allow yourself that that journey to figure it out i've shared multiple Mm -hmm. times before that my previous relationship to the one i'm in now Mm -hmm. it was we just celebrated our one year anniversary and we Mm -hmm. went to the pink concert Mm -hmm. and um she came to new zealand and it was me this guy and his mother there, and Pink was singing her empowering songs,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
0: I was crying and crying oh. and crying pretty much the whole show, and neither my boyfriend or his mother noticed at all. And mm. the reason I was crying is because I was like, "I want out of this relationship." It's, yeah, this is not it. No, it's not it. But it still took me a whole year to actually mm. leave. But that is because I had lost all of my self-confidence by being mm-hmm. in that relationship. It was a bit right. like narcissistic. And so I knew that I had to build my confidence again mm-hmm. in secret right? <laughs> to get yeah. to the point where I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm okay without you.
1: Yeah. And it's so, I mean, you did the right thing, right? And that's the one thing I will say about having to transition into something new is we tend to burn down our lives. And it's not healthy. Nobody wants you to build down, you know, to burn down your life so we can build it back up. What we Mm want to do is remove the pieces and add in something that is the stopgap to that. So if you're in a relationship, you know, it's not healthy. If you were working with me, I would say, what's going to fill that space? Mm-hmm. Is it maybe physical exercise? Is it taking up yoga? Is it going to be breath work? Is it going to be mm-hmm. journaling? Is it going to be mm-hmm. traveling? What mm-hmm. is going to take up that space? because mm-hmm. when we remove something, something else has to fill it
0: absolutely.
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and and for me, it was it was all of those things and that for that whole year, I retook up all of my um activities of say journaling, meditating, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time building strong friendships. Yeah. And so when the initial break up happened, I had friends and I definitely turned to exercise as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in in an absolutely healthy way, and I probably haven't been as fit in my life as what I was in that period. <laughs>
1: Nothing like a revenge body, ladies.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so funny because my my current like partner and actual fiance we talk about it all the time of like man when we first started dating
1: we were so little like we were so fit (laughs) (laughs) we looked amazing (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah. but hey it's all good you know we still feel good now there you go just a
1: little bit cuddlier um
0: (laughs) thank you so much danielle this has been a really I always say insightful, but it's more than insightful. Like I, I myself am going to listen back to this mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful for your time, for Whoa. the insights that you've shared around say meditation and, and mm-hmm. starting that process and especially the 22 uh, emotions, which yeah. we'll have that in the link below. So you can mm-hmm. go and download it. Um, is there anything that you want to say to finish up our conversation today?
1: Yeah. Yeah you know, we all get stuck in where we are. And Mm -hmm. if we can just slow down, just slow down just a little bit and get into a space where we are identifying what is working in our lives and understand the thought behind them. And again, connecting that emotion in there, we can understand that everything we think and feel is commanding something in our lives. And if you can get up in the morning and you feel purposeful and you feel like you're commanding your life in a beautiful way, that's the best you have to give right then. And we don't have to be a different version of ourselves. Just be the best that you can be today and command your life. Everything from there will fall into place.